You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. My name is Kim Kilpatrick. Welcome to the CCB GTT presentation call. Today is Wednesday, September the 7th, 2022, and I'm very excited to introduce Michael Fair to start a series off for us about his book, Personal Power. And this is going to be the first of these sessions. Uh, Michael is a very accomplished person, has written two versions of this book, is very accomplished with his iPhone, um, does some segments on AMI and is on other podcasts and very well respected within our community. And we're delighted to have him here with us. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Mike Fair, and I wrote Personal Power, Getting the Most from iOS as a Totally Blind User. And it's a free ebook. And it's the second edition of this book. The, uh, the, the first one I, I published just as the pandemic was getting going. And it took me three and a half years to write. Uh, today is, is an introduction to the course. So I'll be going over kind of my thoughts on how the course will go and uh, a bit about the background uh, more of why I'm doing this, what's what I'm hoping to get out of this and uh, matters more of that nature. Uh, we will be getting into the weeds uh, in, in uh, the October uh, next month's uh, lecture is going to be about uh, getting started. Uh, it's a quick start, and I'm going to try to tell you enough so that even if you're just totally new to iPhones, you will be able to start doing things and getting going with it. And that'll be a real challenge. Um, but this is an easier lecture. This is an introductory um, lecture to basically tell you what I'm uh, sort of structuring the course like and, and things like that. So let's start with a bit of the basics. This is not a course for people who quickly want to master their phone within a matter of a week or less or, you know, things like that. This is, there are manuals, there are a lot of other help resources for people who want to just dig in, figure out, you know, find out how to do X, Y, and Z in a heaping hurry. I didn't write a manual. I There, there are already out there. Uh, go to applevis.com, A-P-P-L-E-V is in Victor, I-S.com. That is a great place to get guides and tutorials for people who, you know, do write these guides that just gets you right to, you know, what you want to know very quickly through. This is a different kind of course. It's a different kind of book. Think of this more as a travel guide. So this, the book is basically for people who don't mind wandering, want to learn about something by wandering through it, finding out how it's going to improve their lives and how, you know, what, what is so special about iPhones? What, you know, why are they, these flat objects coveted by blind people, uh, despite not having many buttons and being clearly designed for sighted people? Um, there's uh, reasons why using an iPhone is very different uh, than uh, other technological jumps we've made before. Uh, there are economic reasons as well as just getting used to you know, do, being efficient, do, getting things done on a device with no buttons. So uh, there's a lot of ground to cover. The book is free and uh, you can get it at my blog, Michael Fair at blogspot.com. There's a link in the course brochure and on the website uh, on, on the GTT website here, um, there, uh, they, 
the there are links to my blog entry and things like that. Now I should point out I am in an apartment here, so you're going to hear sounds every now and then. This is not a, a recording studio or anything like that. This is, is an apartment, and uh, you know as we do these courses, uh, there's going to be possible construction, and there could be other things happening as well. So uh, yeah, lots. Uh, you know, this is all. All of us here are volunteers, and uh, I'm no exception to that. I'm also. I'm not. I'm not in any way being paid by Apple, employed by Apple, or anything like that. I'm just someone who's had an iPhone and been very happy to have an iPhone for the past 12 years, and I wanted to share that enjoyment. Uh, that I've experienced with more blind people so that they can get the most out of their iPhones and really enjoy them at the level that I'm enjoying them. So uh, I, I just felt bad that so many people, I kept running into these people who didn't know about voiceover. Everyone knows about Siri, the digital assistant that talks back to you and can understand what you say, but that's not what makes an iPhone accessible to blind people. That's not Siri's role. Uh, a screen reader is what you need, and that's what voiceover is. And that's where things get a little steeper in terms of learning curve for blind people than they are for sighted people. So that is uh, what I'm, uh, I'm going to take you from, uh, from a totally blind person's perspective, right? So uh, if you need something broader than that, I would recommend iOS Access for All by Shelley Brisbane. It's a wonderful book. You're going to have to pay for that one. She's not uh, as uh, <laughs> uh, uh, ready to, to, to give away her work as me. She is very nice, though, and uh, it, it is certainly worth a grab if you want a more broad approach to using an iPhone, using all the accessibility features. Uh, that is probably your best starting point is that book. Um, I believe it costs around $25, uh, and it, it's well worth getting. So. Uh, yeah, this is more of uh, a sort of a why are iPhones valuable to me as a person? Uh, and it's from a personal life perspective. This is not employment. This is not job related kind of stuff. This is leisure time. This is your personal life, how your iPhone can enrich that in, in various ways. And there is a productivity section. We do get to that um, in terms of getting things done. I do all my writing on my iPhone. I do uh, pretty much everything. It's replaced my computer. So it's, it's become my laptop uh, with a number of accessories, like a Bluetooth keyboard. Uh, and it's, uh, it's basically uh, just everywhere I go, I take it with me. So uh, it, every, it does all kinds of things. Everything from you know, taking a picture, identifying objects with the camera, uh, finding lost objects. Uh, there, you can do that with the, with the camera and, and apps that pair you up with uh, sighted volunteers or people who can help you. Um, you can, of course, communicate. Uh, that's one of the primary functions is communication. So you can chat with your friends and family. Uh, you can shop online for yourself at your own pace, at your own timetable. Uh, all kinds of things like that. Games. Uh, there are uh, productivity apps. You can get Say books, books, it's a huge one. I've, when I first got uh, the Kindle app, when it became accessible, uh, that, was, that was heaven on earth for me. Uh, suddenly, all millions of books were available that would be just as accessible 
as they are to anyone else. And I could get them at the same price as anyone else. And that was just magical. My bank account has yet to recover from that. Uh, so for blind people, it really does offer us a key, a way into uh, just uh, all kinds of digital markets that we never could access before. And that lets us leverage economics. It, it, for once they're working for us and not against us. And that's because Apple has taken the time to make their iPhones accessible to us. So, you know, all, the expertise I'm offering, I'm not a tech professional. I am uh, an English major. <laughs> you know, my degree is in English from the University of Arendelle. Uh, and uh, that was back in 98. Uh, so, you know, this is, you know, I'm coming at this from an English major's perspective, right? Um, and I, I, writing is a huge thing I do on my iPhone. I do all my writing on there, things like that. So I should tell you a bit about John Morgan. He's one of the primary drivers of why I'm here today. He was a th philanthropist. He was an engineer uh, in Canada. He worked for a number of years. I met him when he was older, long after he retired. And uh, for the last years of his life, uh, he uh, went around helping blind people in the Toronto area mainly. And uh, I happened to be one of the people that he was recommended to go to when he wanted some help helping someone else. And I, I was a kid. I was maybe 17 then, something like that. I could so easily have said, no, I don't want to. But I said, yeah, sure. And that was the beginning of, of a relationship that lasted years and years. And he would be very generous with his time and with, uh, and thankfully for, for me, with finances, which helped me uh, to go much farther than I could have in terms of getting the resources to make this guide that, that I was able to then give away for free. And that's one of the reasons why I'm giving it away for free in, in his honor, in his memory. He went out of his way when he didn't have to. He, he'd already worked a full life and he stepped up to help all kinds of people in need who were in the blind community. And I just felt it, it's the best way to honor him, to pass that forward and give uh, copies of the book. Of course, that's been free since it's been published and it's on online and people can give it away for free. And I hope they do. I hope they, they give it to people who they think uh, will benefit from it. And, uh, you know, I'm not making any money off of this and the same with this course. So, uh, you know, no one's getting paid for this. This is voluntary. It's me sharing my time. And I want everyone to get as much out of their, their iPhones as I get out of mine. And that's, that'll make everyone win. That means more informed, competent users in the community. That means more pressure to make apps accessible, which will make everything better for all of us over time. And hopefully Apple will you know, have more reason to, you know, to listen to complaints that are carefully thought out and uh, hopefully politely made. Um, and uh, again, it'll lead to everyone's lives online getting better. Uh, that's, that's kind of my objective here. So hopefully I can equip you all to be good, thoughtful citizens of the online world, as well as masters of your iPhones, and just unveil you know, some of the pitfalls, some of the trouble spots, things like that, that uh, you, know, you can encounter uh, as you venture into things like uh, navigating the world, both the, the online world and offline, if you use the GPS capabilities uh, of your iPhone. So 
basically the course, I'll, the first uh, month I'll be, uh, this is uh, the introductory le lecture. Um, and uh, after that, we'll be getting, into getting started. We're gonna look at both the macro and the micro. So we're gonna go to, uh, you know, from there to uh, getting into the economics of owning an iPhone, the ecosystem you're operating in, uh, the, you know, what, what businesses hope to get out of your participation and vice versa. Uh, we'll cover security, how to keep yourself safe. We'll cover settings, all the different ways you can customize how your iPhone behaves. We'll go over the equipment, accessories that you can get with your iPhone. So there's a lot of different things uh, like that. And of course, shopping, games, communication, uh, you know, all of that uh, and, and many, many more topics uh, we'll be covering over the next probably two years or so. I anticipate it taking to go if we're doing a monthly lecture and then in this, the next section uh, session in the month on the third week is, is going to be more tech support and open chat. And that will let people who maybe are doing other things. Um, uh, they can uh, do things like uh, ask questions about what they're exploring, what they're maybe, maybe they found something interesting they wanted to share with all of us. Um, those sessions would be where that's kind of encouraged. and. You know, hopefully we'll have uh, good open discussions, and I can help people with their tech problems. And then the next, the, on the first of the month, again, uh, first Wednesday of the month, we'll get into it, the next section, uh, or the, a couple of sections. Sometimes sections are short enough that I think it's feasible to combine into one lecture. Other times we may have to slow down. Uh, a lot of changes are happening right now. Apple is unleashing its next event, and uh, that is going to. Um, you know, when iOS 16 comes out, I'm going to have to scramble to learn all those new things, whatever they release. I don't expect any major earth-shattering changes. I don't expect anything I've written to be completely voided by this next operating system release. I could be wrong. I've been wrong about that before. Um, in fact, that was why I started writing the second edition. One of the reasons I, that you even have a second edition of the guide was that voiceover behaved differently when Apple unleashed artificial intelligence and decided to use it to start describing things on the screen. And that completely changed how the beginner experienced voiceover for the first time. And that was one of the things I had to write about in the guide. So, you know, that could happen again. I could, <laughs> I could find myself in a situation where I'm scrambling to learn quickly enough to put everything into the course in a good order. Uh, hopefully not, but we'll see uh, what happens. So um, there'll be changes from that. So we're not entirely bound by what's written in the book, but the book is the basis. So the order things are presented uh, is, is going to relatively, mostly match the book. Um, and uh, well, I'll try and announce, you know, ahead of the first of every month, like what the next lecture, lecture will be. So if you subscribe to the GTT announcements of their uh, the list um, that they have, then uh, what can happen is uh, you can uh, basically be kept informed as to, as to what is coming up uh, in, in the course. So uh, basically, um, we, we're going to look at, at, you know, sort of how to do things and what, your, uh, what you might want to do and hopefully equip you to make good uh, decisions in, in terms of both with your time and what you want to invest in. So uh, that is, is, in a nutshell, uh, what we're going to be doing. So what kind of things uh, am I doing?
doing with my iPhone? I guess that's the, the next um, thing is, uh, you know, today I, you know, I got up in the morning, the iPhone told me the time and uh, I checked the weather. Uh, there's a weather app on the phone and that told me what, uh, you know, what today was going to be like. Uh, I did writing on the phone uh, in the morning. I, I turned on my Bluetooth keyboard, did some writing. Uh, sometimes I use the iPhone to identify things like the kind of coffee I want for my breakfast. I, some days I don't mind just getting whatever, but other days I want to know what I'm getting. Um, so there's that. There's things like, uh, you know, listening to podcasts. I listened to a podcast just as I ate lunch about the storm in Pakistan and what's happening there. Uh, it's called From Our Own Correspondence, and it's a great little podcast. Um, and uh, that's something else you can do. Uh, the, the iPhone actually comes with a, a good podcast app built right into it, and there are many other third-party choices. So that kind of thing is is one of the things that is, is new for iOS. Um, just in terms of for blind people, we have choice now in, in a major way that we didn't before because so much because of what Apple did letting us in uh, by making their iPhones accessible to us, they've made developers uh, really take a look at, at you know, how feasible it is to make their apps accessible. Many of them have, including things like TD Bank. Uh, your bank its app is likely accessible with voiceover uh, and, and things like that. So uh, you can do your banking on your iPhone. You can, excuse me, uh, you can read books on your iPhone and get them. Uh, I once went to a book uh, festival and was sitting in the audience of an author, uh, Drew Hayes, and he read from his book, Take Us to Your Chief. Uh, and it's a kind of a science fiction from uh, North, uh, First Nations point of view. And while he was reading, I was able to actually go on my browser, go to the Amazon website, buy his book for Kindle, and then use the Kindle app and download it from where I sat as he spoke and take that book home as a kind of a digital souvenir and start reading it on the way home in, in the Uber that I took to get there. So that's the kind of thing that an iPhone can make possible, uh, can be quite spectacular. And that's just, it's really not because of any one, any really huge revolution capability. It's just that it puts so many things in one device. You have GPS, you have camera, you have all sorts of things, artificial intelligence, uh, you know, it, it can, the interface can be whatever it needs to be. So you can have a calculator and then you can switch to a word processor and then you can switch to GPS navigation or a camera app. So uh, there's, there's lots of uh, different things. And now I don't want anyone feeling trapped. If you want to do something on your own, don't ever feel like you have to wait for me to cover it first. Uh, the, the, you know, if, if you do get into trouble, bring your questions to the, the sessions in the third weeks of the month, and I'll be able to help you. Or you can email me. Uh, my email is michael.fair at gmail.com, and that's F as in Frank, E-I-R. And there's lots of other help out there, too. There's email lists. There's, uh, there's things like applevis.com, that, that wonderful central information spot. Uh, for all things blindness and Apple related. Uh, so it's, you're never on your own. How, as long as you're online and you can get around the web, you can get at help. 
there are videos that organizations put out to, uh, to help you. So having said that, why is iPhone so easy to use for sighted people, even young kids? And for blind people, it's a harder curve. And there are a couple of reasons for this. First of all, it's not very intuitive. If you're uh, basically coming at this as a blind person, the first thought is, why would I want something that's just a flat screen with no tactile buttons to orient myself? And that is, you know, it's, it's not as intuitive. I mean, once you've done it, once you've realized how easy it is uh, after you've gone over that initial hump, uh, yeah, it, it, it feels like, why wouldn't we do it this way? But, you know, I understand how unintuitive that basic proposition is. And hopefully this course will help you through that and help you pass any hesitations on on that count. Uh, the other thing too is, is with voiceover itself, Apple provides this great system of accessing, you know, makes it possible to actually use a touchscreen as a blind person, but then doesn't really explain it very well. Uh, you know, you can, if you knew enough about voiceover, you could get the, the use the books app, get the guide that is provided uh, in books and then download that and uh, learn. There is a description, a whole chapter about voiceover in the user guide that Apple provides. Uh, it's part of the accessibility section of, of that book. Uh, but you have to know enough about voiceover to actually do that. It's a, it's a chicken and egg problem. And you now for sighted people, <clears throat> there's a, a starting getting started card that directs, gives basic directions and then you know, steers them to where they can do this. There's nothing like that for blind people. And voiceover adds an extra layer of complexity. You have to learn the gestures. You have to learn the taps, the swipes, the techniques for controlling your iPhone. You also then, once you've mastered that, there's which of the millions of apps out there are accessible to me. Most of the apps that Apple makes, in fact, all of them are basically accessible right out of the box. So everything that comes on your phone you, you'll be able to use with voiceover. Um, beyond that, then you get into the app store and the third party apps. And that's where there's that other mountain to climb. Uh, I want to maybe, I don't know, learn to brew beer perhaps. Well, okay. If you're sighted, you could just go to the app store and look up, okay, beer brewing uh, in the app store. And you'd probably find something that helped you learn how to brew beer, you know, and it would work for you. Uh, for blind people, there's, yes, can I get to the app store? And then there's get the app. And then, oh, is it accessible? And not everything is. In fact, I would say probably a, a, just a small fraction of the total is very accessible. Some things are partially accessible. You know, they're, they're kind of usable, but not very efficient. It's painful, but possible. The other things are accidentally accessible. The developer has no idea that blind people could use them. And you're going to run into that sometimes. And then there are the apps that just aren't accessible. They're so visual, the developer is completely unaware of accessibility and doesn't even realize blind people are using iPhones. So that now, because Apple has made its tools available, you can uh, basically approach developers and say, hey, you know, I'm blind. I'd love to use your app, but it's inaccessible. And, you know, a lot of them, once they realize they're missing an audience, they will put in the effort and make their apps accessible. I've seen this in a number of games, especially uh, from developers and some other apps. Uh, Ulysses is another, the, the very app I used to write my book is another case in point. 
of, of you know, learning the developers, once they were aware that there was interest from the blind community, they went ahead and got an intern to put in the effort to make the app accessible. And they've kept it up ever since. So, you know, it, we're in an environment if in the iOS ecosystem where we can affect positive change, where people do listen to us. And it's not always the case, but if you're, you know, polite about it and, you know, you contact these developers, sometimes you can really get results. And so the big advantage of these things for blind people uh, is economic. Um, you know, I can, to get books at the same price as anyone else, to get, to be able to do things like watch Netflix uh, and participate in pop culture and, and, you know, and know what's going on and have, be able to say, uh, listen to something in descriptive audio, uh, you know, and be all caught up, you know, to be able to talk with your friends who might not appreciate having the descriptive voice nattering at them as they listen to their show. Um, you know, all of this kind of thing is possible. And, uh, you know, everything from reading magazines, uh, the news, uh, all the services that Apple provides, music, news, um, fitness. Uh, fitness needs a bit of work. It's not as accessible as it could be. Um, there are other choices. And that's the other thing, too. There are always choices. There are specialty apps uh, and then there that are made for blind people and take advantage of all the technology packed into an iPhone. And then there are the ordinary apps, which basically uh, are just made for sighted people, but happen to be accessible anyway. Uh, and you can choose where to spend that extra money uh, if you need to spend extra money to get a more accessible uh, thing that's easier for blind people versus times when you just find the regular sighted person's apps are just fine. Uh, some people will just use Maps and Google Maps Maps is already on your iPhone. Uh, Google Maps, you have to go to the App Store and get, but it's free. Um, or they, they might spend money on something like Blind Square, uh, which is a, a GPS app built specially for blind people, or uh, a newer one uh, these days, Good Maps Explorer. Uh, there are actually two Good Maps apps, and both of them are uh, set up for blind people to help them navigate more. Uh, so there's, there's lots of things, choices like that in the ecosystem. So, you know, if, if I get, since I have my iPhone, I don't need really to have a computer. I don't need to have uh, a, a scanner. I used to have an OCR scanner that would take up a chunk of desk. I don't have that now. I just pick up my iPhone, take a picture of the, you know, the page, and uh, I, it will tell me. Uh, you know, what, what's on that page perfectly better than uh, was usually the case with, with the flatbed scanner. And I can carry this anywhere. It's just in my pocket. I can, I've used it to read street signs. Uh, you know, you're not, you, you know, it, it's the program isn't designed to do that, but it works. It can't. So, you know, things like that. Uh, there's, there's possibilities that are thought of, and then there's possibilities when you start combining, you know, the capabilities on the iPhones and, you go beyond what what was initially thought of, and all kinds of things open up then. So, you know, the stereo, right? I mean, my iPhone is my arcade. I've got a lot of accessible games for it. I've got uh, music, uh, tons of more music than I'll ever listen to in, in several lifetimes. Um, you know, and I can pump that into speakers. And the, the, basically, the communications in an iPhone, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, um, and uh, 
you know, th that kind of thing that allows you to tap into and cellular data, of course, uh, you know, all of those let you access these wonderful capabilities anywhere you might happen to be and control devices. You can control things in homes. Like there are disabled people who use their, their voice uh, and use Siri to control things like uh, shutters in their homes and things like that. So uh, a lot is possible. Um, and, and that's just increasing as we go on. We're about to see what Apple unleashes today um, in the next generation of iPhones and hardware and presumably learn when the next iOS version, which is the operating system. iOS is I, I interactive now. It's kind of iPhone operating system. Um, and uh, the next version of that is about to be released. And I will find out how obsolete my book is. Uh, but fear not. The, this course um, will, you know, I'll learn as quickly as I can about the new things and hopefully we'll pass it on to you. And uh, you will have a smoother ride than me when I first got my iPhone. That's, that's kind of the objective. Thank you, Michael. I just wondered if you would like to tell us a little bit about the roughness of your journey. I mean, not, not to say, but um, because I know at the beginning, it's always a big learning curve. Would you mind just saying a little bit about what it felt like and what you had to do and what you did um, to what you sure. felt like and how you got past that? That would, uh, that would be awesome, I think. All right. Well, uh, the beginning of my journey, uh, my mom uh, fell and broke her phone. And uh, I, uh, you know, she needed a new one and I happened to have one and it was a, it had buttons on it. That was the only reason I bought it was because it had physical buttons and I could dial numbers. I couldn't do anything. It had texting and all the other stuff. I couldn't do any of that, but I could dial numbers and answer my door buzzer and living in an apartment is kind of essential, uh, especially if you do all your shopping online. So, you know, um, it was a, and then when, when she, I purchased that in a panic because I just needed something that would work. And I, I hadn't yet heard of the iPhone at that point. And at, at this stage, when mom broke her phone, it was about a year later, and I had heard of the iPhone. She would make much better use of the, of the phone I had, and I could just pass it to her and then get uh, an iPhone. And I was not an easy sell. When I first started hearing about the iPhone, I was like, okay, how are blind people doing this on a flat screen? Like all these wild things. I, I was kind of skeptical. Uh, you know, people were just desperate to do what sighted people did and, you know, were reaching beyond what was really realistic, you know, and, but I, I kept looking more into it and I'd learned about the Apple Vis site. It was operating back then. And I learned about, uh, you know, people on my Twitter feed uh, were, were talking about it. I had asked them questions and started getting cogent answers that, that really chipped away at that skepticism. And I also got a book by Anna Dresner. Uh, I believe there's a current edition out now about using an iPhone as a blind person. I can't remember her title for it, but I had that ready. So by, by the time I was in that situation, suddenly... I knew enough to know that it would the iPhone, as crazy as, as it seemed, would be the next that that was the accessible next jump, and uh, so I got one. I I remember standing in the in the store and signing that contract and wondering if I'd just done a nutty thing. It was a three year contract at the time to pay this thing off, and I was handed my iPhone, and it was this small chunk of 
glass and I guess to sighted people it looks fancy or whatever. To me, it just felt like one of those drink coasters that you better be careful putting your beer down on or it's going to go flying. Uh, you know, but, you know, I started working with it in that, you know, they, they set it up initially for me. My father and the salesman uh, did it. I didn't realize I could have done that on my own back then. Um, but then I, I got voiceover going and it started talking to me and telling me what I was touching. And I don't think the salesperson quite realized that. I, I, maybe he thought my father would be there if I ever needed to use it and act as my you know, hands. I don't know, but uh, it kind of blew his mind a bit. So, you know, I, it, I guess it took about a week before I really started click. It clicked naturally more. Like I, I, you know, first couple of days I would hang up on calls I meant to answer and things like that, you know, so it wasn't an instant process, but very quickly I realized that I could do this, you know, I could use this device and boy, the, it started even back then it was pretty amazing what it could do. And that just kept getting better and better as the years went on. You know, like I would have laughed at you if you told me that one day I would be writing a book on something I could put in my pocket. I would be hunting for Bluetooth keyboards obsessively trying to get that perfect typing because it doesn't come with a keyboard. You have to buy one uh, if you want something other than the on-screen keyboard. Uh, you know, there was a lot there that as a blind person, you know, things just kept getting better as Apple opened up more capabilities. You had the camera. Initially, the camera was too locked down to be useful as a scanning thing for OC, for reading print. That eventually got loosened up to the point where you had KNFB Reader, which totally blew my mind. Um, and we'll cover all of those uh, kinds of things that the revelations that, you know, I'll, I'll certainly be talking about a lot of these experiences in the course, uh, you're going to learn as much about me, I think, as you do about the iPhone. And that's important. I, I should point this out. That, you know, this course is full of digressions and asides and things because they're the substance of our lives. You know, they're why we want to use the tech in the first place. And this, I'm doing this course for people who can't just pick up a manual and go, oh, okay, and just carry on with things. You know, this is for people who want to really get a sense of what this device can do and pursue their interests and have someone to kind of help them along, just like I was helped when I was learning this stuff and uh, answer their questions, get them out of maybe pickles they get themselves into. I, I've been in more than one. And thankfully, people around me helped me out of it. So I hope to pass that on to a large extent and hopefully make people's journeys easier. And, uh, you know, it'll take a while, but, you know, by the time, if we go through this whole course and you're still with us at the end here, you'll know enough, not just for this iPhone round now, but in the future, you'll be able to make good decisions about what, when you want to upgrade, what you want to do, what your reasoning is, what you want to use these things for. And, uh, and hopefully it'll be, uh, you know, a, a, a bit less economically painful too than it was for me. So there's, there's a lot of ground to cover, but, uh, you know, if we stick with it and, uh, you know, I certainly intend to, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go through all the ins and outs of these devices and, and really help you really plumb the, the depths of them, really get the maximum you can out of what you've invested all this money in. So that, that's essentially, uh, you know, what, uh, what I'm hoping to do with this course.
Thank you very much, Michael, for your wonderful presentation, for creating this special book, and for doing this series with us here at CCBGTT. Hopefully, people will come to more of Michael's courses on the first and third Wednesdays of every month, 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. If you do want to know more about the other programs that we offer, please email gtt at ccbnational.net. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at one 304 You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.net.